Brother Terry. Well, if you brought your Bibles this morning, please turn to Matthew chapter 16 and Luke chapter 5. Matthew 16 and Luke chapter 5. I'm going to share from both of these. Matthew 16, and we're going to look in just a few minutes at verse 24, and then Luke chapter 5, and we'll be reading 1 through 11. Luke chapter 5. This morning I want to share with you a sermon that I've just entitled Obedience. Obedience. Today we begin our emphasis on our Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. As of May the May of 2012, Southern Baptists had 4,919 international missionaries. Missionaries that were outside of our country. Our Lottie Moon Christmas offering go this year for international missions is $175 million. Our church goal is $2,500. So our church goal, our part of that $175 million is only $2,500. It costs $49,800 per year to support one missionary. It costs $4,150 per month, or $958 per week, or $136 per day to support one international missionary. So $2,500 will support one international missionary for 19 days. Our theme this year for our emphasis on praying and giving and going in support of our international missions is obedient, his heart, his hand, his voice. Obedient, be his heart, his hand, his voice. The theme is based on Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25. Now, most Southern Baptist churches today begin a week of prayer where you have a prayer card, prayer calendars, a prayer guide for our international missionaries and a Lottie Moon Christmas offering. But today, I want us to look at the theme. Next week, you'll have a prayer card, a prayer guide, and we will be observing the week of prayer beginning next week for our missionaries. But today, I wanted us, before we began our prayer and what we would be giving and praying for our missionaries, I'd like for us to look at the theme about obedience. Obedience. Uh, in order to pray, go, and to give, we must understand what it means to be obedient. And so I want us to look at Matthew chapter 16 to begin with. Verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, now this is voluntarily, if anyone chooses, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. I want you to watch this little video clip as it interprets our theme for this year's emphasis on international missions. Mm -hmm. 
only real reason, the only real reason to go is because when you love someone, like we love the Lord, we want to love the same things He loves. And He loves all of those people, each individual one. He knows them by name, and, uh, and it's a great privilege. There is the risk, but Jesus said, you know, they hated Him, they're going to hate us. We must continue to deny ourselves. I think part of that is having the passion for missions to go and to tell people about Jesus. There's a certain amount of trust that you have to give away to God, and it's hard to do that sometimes, to let go. We are commanded to go, and it should be our desire to go. We see, uh, you know, the gospel penetrating those areas, and, and we know that some of the workers that are there have been persecuted, uh, but yet uh, the work must go on. We must continue to take up our cross and follow Christ where He calls us to go. The number one desire of Satan is to deny people access to Jesus. And if he cannot keep you from Jesus, the number two thing he wants to do is to make you keep your witness to yourself. It's not about freedom, it's about courage and obedience. Now he doesn't need us, we're not indispensable to his plan, but um, at least today, if, uh, you know, if this little team that's here wasn't here, there wouldn't be any evangelical witness here. This place would be totally, totally dark. And it's very dark. But there's one little, little, little candlelight burning here. To be obedient means that regardless of what God asks, you go do it. And you know, just like the, the disciples of old and the prophets of old, that there's probably going to be sacrifice involved. Uh, lots of sacrifice. You know, you see friends die. As time went by, the work was so hard. I couldn't help but wonder someday, is there somebody out there back home that isn't listening to this call. What can one church in North Carolina do that can have any kind of impact on such the lostness of the world? Well, we knew that we couldn't reach the whole world, but we could reach someone. So we decided to do what we knew God wanted us to do and take the opportunity that we had. God has chosen His Word, His people, and the way his people sacrificially worship him by praying and going and living uh, to make all the difference. And so the Lottie Moon Christmas offering makes a difference uh, because every year it allows more people to go. And uh, you all who are giving to Lottie Moon had a part in that. Well, in order to be his heart, his hands, his voice, we must be obedient. And so I want to share with you some thoughts about obedience. What is obedience? What does obedience mean? Well, someone in the video just then gave a, a, a great definition of obedience. They just simply said, regardless what God tells you to do, you do it. Regardless of the sacrifice that it calls for. So obedience really is a direct response to Jesus Christ as your Lord. 
You see, to be saved, the Bible says that we must submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2, listen to verse 5 through 11. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of a cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father." Now, the word Lord is very important. The word Lord simply means boss. The word Lord there literally means someone who has all power and authority and control. And so before one comes to know Jesus as Lord, he must be willing to submit to his lordship. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confessing what? Confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. God has already exalted Jesus and proclaimed him to be Lord, to be one with all power and authority and control. And so we are to confess him. We are to accept his lordship over our lives. Our knee will bow to him now and confess that. Or one day, if you reject Christ here, one day your knee will bow and you'll confess Christ at another time as Lord. But if you fail to do it here, then for salvation it'll be too late when you do bow your knee. You see, the point is this. When the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin, you repent of your sin. You turn to, turn from your sin. Turn to Jesus. Ask Christ to forgive you. Believe in Him. Trust Him only to save you. And then reach out to Him. Call out to Him by faith. And in faith, ask Him to, to forgive you and to save you. And as you crowd in faith, you're submitting to His Lordship. So Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He's my boss. I'll go where he wants me to go. I'm to do what he wants me to do. I'm to say what he wants me to say. I'm to be what he wants me to be. He's my Lord. So is Christ your Lord? So if Christ is our Lord, then we need to be obedient. We just simply need to do what he says for us to do. And so the first tenet of the Christian faith, as a Christian, I will commit myself to be obedient to the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, just think what we could do if God's people would be obedient to, to the things of God. Do you think our goal, if we would be obedient, we could set a goal for $2,500. But do you think if we were obedient that we would surpass that goal of $2,500? We would. And so what I'm asking you to do is just pray and say, God, what do you want me to give this year to international missions, to our missions? And as God speaks to your heart, then be obedient and do what God would have you to do. So this morning, are you being obedient? Now, we're either obedient or we're disobedient. But remember this simple principle. Obedience always brings blessings. And disobedience always brings destruction. 
And we can see how obedience brings blessings. If you'll, if you'll turn to Luke chapter 5. Let's look at this just for a moment. And how obedience brought blessings to, to Peter. In Luke chapter 5. And we'll be looking at verses 1 through 11. Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11. Keep in mind we're thinking about how obedience brings blessing. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him, this is speaking of Jesus, when they pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. So Jesus is preaching and he wanted to borrow Peter's boat for a while to use it as a platform where he could speak to the people. And so he says, I want you to take your boat. I want you to move your ship just a little out from the shore where I'll be able to speak to the people. Now, that seemed to be just something small for Peter to do. It was just a, a simple request. But his obedience would turn out to be a blessing. He was willing to do what Christ asked him to do. And because he was willing to do what Christ asked him to do, the crowd could hear. You see how obedience helps others? When we're obedient in our own personal lives, others benefit from it. Look, if you will, at verse 4. Verse 4 says, Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, so he's finished speaking. So he turns to Simon again and he gives him some more instructions. He gives him a second opportunity to say yes to something he wants him to do. He's already asked him to move the boat a little out from the shore. And he agreed to do that. And now he gives him another opportunity in verse 4. He says, when he left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we've toiled all night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. Now, he was, he was, tempting, to, he was tempted to decline at first. And he says, listen, we, we've toiled all night. We've fished all night. We haven't caught anything. I mean, we don't have anything. And we're tired. And another thing, he, he was a fisherman. Simon was the fisherman. Jesus was the carpenter. He's telling the carp he, the carpenter's telling the fisherman how to fish. He says, "This is what you need to do. Just go out a little further, go out a little deeper water, then let your nets down on this side." And Simon really didn't really appreciate what Jesus had to say, but yet he said, "Nevertheless, in verse five, nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net." And so his reply began a, a lifetime of faith in God. Look, if you will, at verse 5. He said to him, Master, we've toiled all night, and I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And so he chose to obey the Lord, and he chose to leave the consequence of his decision to Jesus. Jesus, this is what you want me to do, and I'm willing to do it. And I'm going to leave the consequence to you. And so that's what he chose. But notice what happened in verse 6 and 7 when he was obedient. And when he, had, when he had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. And, they, and, they, and their net break. 
and they beckoned unto their partners which were at the other side of the ship that, that they'd come and help them and they came and they filled both the ships so that they began to sink. And so you have two ships taking on, <laughs> taking on fish, taking on water. They were beginning to sink. Now all because Simon was willing to obey something simple that Jesus asked him to do. Now I'm going to share with you real quick three reasons why obedience is critical in the Christian's life. You might want to jot these down. First of all, obeying God in small matters is a critical step in receiving God's greatest blessings. Jot that down. Obeying God in small matters is a critical step in receiving God's greatest blessings. Now, Simon could have said to Jesus... Why don't, you know, Jesus said, Simon, don't you move your boat back just a little where I can share with the people that are on the shore? Simon could have said, listen, there are other boats around us. I'm busy mending my nets. Why don't you get someone else to move their boat? I'm too busy to move my boat. I fished all night. I'm tired. Now, if Peter had said anything but yes, then he would have missed the greatest fishing trip of his lifetime. But he said yes. I'll just do what you ask me to do. Oftentimes, now please remember this, oftentimes God's greatest blessings come as a result of our willingness to do something that seems insignificant. Something small. Is God asking you to do something small? Is God, is there something small that God wants you to do and you think it's insignificant and, and you feel like, well listen, this is just something small and it's not important. God may be wanting to use you in just some small way. Is God asking you to do something little for him? That, that uh, if you should do it, then, then he will bless you with, with a great blessing. And so first of all, obeying in small matters is essential in receiving God's greatest blessings. But I noticed something else in the life of Peter. Our obedience always benefits others. Jot that down. Our obedience always benefits others. Now think who were think all who were benefited by Peter's decision to be to be obedient. First of all, the crowd benefited. They were able to see Jesus better. They were able to hear Jesus better. So the crowd benefited. Think how Jesus benefited. Jesus was tired. They pushed the boat back and Jesus was able, the Bible says in verse 3, to sit down and speak to the people. He was able to sit down and, and preach and, and talk to the people. Think how the people were benefited. The people were benefited. The crowd benefited. They could see. They could hear. Jesus was benefited. He could sit down and preach. Think how the friends of Peter were benefited. First of all, they had two boats and these boats had no fish. And all of a sudden they began taking on fish. Think how they were benefited by the catch of fish. But think how they were benefited by being able to see Jesus perform a miracle. They were benefited in that way. So God, listen, God often rewards others, in particular those that are closest to us, with great blessings as a result of our obedience. Now, we have fathers and mothers, when they obey God, their entire families are blessed. When a spouse obeys God, the entire family is blessed. When children obey God, the entire family is blessed. How, how does it make a parent feel to see their children being obedient to God? Man, it just blesses, blesses your family. 
And so uh, a child's obedience will bring blessings to a family, to, to their parents. So God rewards others for our obedience. And so our obedience always benefits others. And then the third thing I noticed, when we obey God, we'll never be disappointed. Never be disappointed. Now, Peter no doubt thought that the instructions that he received from Jesus would be kind of a waste of time. Did you pick up on that? Lord, I mean, I've, we fished here. We've already toiled all night. We've been out there. We've come in. But nevertheless, at your will, we're going to do this. And so at first he thought, you know, this is kind of going to be a waste of time. But then when he complied to the Lord's request, then Christ brought about a miracle in his life. And so when we obey God, we will never be disappointed. <laughs> Obeying God is always the wisest choice of action that we can make in our life. He, he can take... Our emptiness. You had two empty boats. And you know what he did? He filled them with fish. He can take our emptiness in our life and he can fill them. He can take our emptiness in our finances and fill it. He can take the emptiness in a relationship and fill it. He can take the emptiness in a career and he can fill it. If you'll just be obedient, God will perform a great miracle in your life because of your obedience. So whatever God tells you to do, First of all, know without a doubt that it's God's will. And then do it simply based on who said it. And that's God. So when you choose to obey, He will bless you. Because your obedience always leads to a blessing. Don't forget that. Your obedience always leads to a blessing. And friend, if we're going to reach a lost community, if we're going to reach a lost world to Christ, if we're going to be his, his heart, His hand, His voice, there's one thing we're going to have to be individually and as a church, and that's obedient. That's obedient. I want you to listen to a song just a moment as we close out, as we think about following Him taking up our cross and being obedient, willing to sacrifice whatever it takes just to be obedient. Bow your heads just for a moment. Father, speak to our hearts, I pray now, as we've looked at Peter's life. Speak to us in, in our own life. And Lord, help us to realize that we're to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow you. There'll be some sacrifices that'll have to be made. But yet, Father, we know that you'll reward us in the end. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do, just simply because we're obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. I was actually a really strong Muslim, really strong Muslim. Then all of a sudden, everything lost its meaning. I started to look for God. I asked my mom how she would react if I said that I became Christian and she said I would never ever forgive you. It's such a big decision for me. Everything was amazing in my life. I mean, I, I was healthy, I was going to the best university, I had many beautiful, amazing friends, my family was, was amazing, I was dancing, acting, singing, I was doing everything, I had money, I was, I was living such a wonderful life. But there was always something missing. 
uh, I felt it when I was a Muslim. Then becoming, after becoming a Christian, um, I felt that I found that lost missing piece of the puzzle. said come anyone who wants must deny himself take up his cross follow me no matter the cost be my heart my hands my voice how are we living for Christ how are we living for Christ But are we willing to die? God gives the strength that it takes And He knows the price that you pay The life you've been called to will not be in vain So don't be afraid, don't be afraid He said, come Anyone who wants must deny up his cross, follow me. No matter the cost, be my heart, my hands, my voice. When you are shackled in chains, in prison for sharing his name, if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, don't be afraid. Everything changed in my life. Even the way that I look at people changed. Now I look at them with love, with real love.
One week after I became Christian, a friend of mine saw me and said, there's something that happened to you and it makes your eyes brighter. So I guess the question for us this morning in our own individual lives, are we being obedient? Are we being disobedient? Then in the life of the church, are we obedient? Are we disobedient? Do we do what he says, regardless of the sacrifice? If it's his will, then you'll be blessed. Obeying him in small matters will bring a great blessing. Our obedience always benefits others. And then when we obey, we'll never be disappointed. But obedience must come if we're going to be His heart, His hand, and His voice. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had just to focus upon this word obedience. And so as a church, help us to be obedient in what you'd have us to do here, reaching people in our community and whatever it takes, the sacrifices that have to be made, the time spent, the money given. Lord, whatever it takes to, for a soul to come to know you, help us to realize that we're to be obedient. And Father, as individuals, help us to be obedient in what you want us to do in our own lives. I don't know, you may be calling someone to be a missionary today. I know the, when the call was on my life to be a preacher, Lord, I could obey or disobey. But Lord, it's been such a blessing. You, you've taught me over the years, Lord, that uh, to, to be willing to obey and leave the consequences to you. And so I've tried to do that, but it was hard to begin uh, to be obedient and that I was fearful. But Lord, over the years... Uh, You've taught me that uh, you take care of the consequence when I'm just obedient. And so I, I pray for people that are here today that just uh, need to be obedient to you. Lord, I pray for those who have never trusted you as Lord of their life. So I pray today will be the day that they'll cry out to you from their heart. As your Holy Spirit convicts them of the need of a Savior. Uh, not only a Savior, but a Lord and Savior. And so, Father, I pray today that they would submit to your Lordship. And, Lord, you've been, uh, you've been exalted by God as Lord. And you have all power and authority and control. And so, help us, Lord, we pray, uh, to submit to that Lordship over our lives. I pray for the person who's never trusted you as Lord, that today they would cry out to you to forgive them, to forgive their sins. And by faith accept you to be their Lord, their Savior. Thank you for what you're going to do in our time of decision today. And again, I pray for others that some way you may be calling, speaking to in regards to mission involvement. Whether it's uh, local or whether it's international or vocational ministry or just uh, uh, being more involved in missions here in our uh, church family. But thank you for those uh, who commit themselves today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.